What's up, gentlemen? Before we begin, a friendly reminder that this podcast is not associated with any church, school, or calling body, and nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official doctrine, teaching, or theology of any church, school, or calling body. We're a bunch of dudes who love Jesus. We love talking about Jesus, and this is where we air out our thoughts, so don't take it as much more than that. I hope that this is edifying for you. Let's get started with the show. Today's guest on the podcast is Mrs. Naomi Schmidt. Now, Naomi is an absolutely wonderful woman of God, and she's going to speak to us a little bit about feminism, where it comes from, and how we treat it um, as as Lutherans and as um, Christians, uh, so on and so forth. It's a, it's a tough conversation to have, but Naomi does it really well. Um, and it was fun to have that conversation with her and fun to catch up with her a little bit, too. And um, genuinely pleasant to see the heart of a woman who wants to follow God, um, but also wants to walk in biblical principles. So it's a really cool, yeah, it's a cool conversation. I'm excited to share it with you. She's a, She's got a servant's heart for sure, um, and it comes through very clearly in the way um, that she talks about um, doing the things of God. Before we get started with that interview, though, I want to thank you guys for listening to this show. Man, it's such a blessing for me to have the opportunities that I have because of you guys, and I thank you for that. Um, I pray for you guys every single day. I ask that you pray for me too, that uh, the words I speak might be pure and honest and true, that I might speak the word of the Lord um, and nothing else. And I also pray, or I also ask that you guys uh, pray for the ministry as well. Like there are men in crisis all over the world that need to hear this message. And more and more men all over the world have been hearing this message. We're right around um, 100,000 ears that have heard this podcast at this point. So there's people all over the world that are listening and gaining from it and gleaning from it. Um, And that's mostly because you guys keep sharing it. So rock on, fellas. I love you all. God bless you all. Uh, If you want to support this podcast, you can do so in a couple of different ways. One, you can buy t-shirts. Now, the adult sizes of the t-shirts are running thin. I'm going to hopefully order some more soon, but right now we're just about out of adult sizes. So if you still want either the um, Marty's Muscle Torium shirt or the uh, Boys Don't Learn, Men Don't Know shirt, you need to go get those now because they're going to disappear soon, especially once the college kids are back on campus. Those shoes are going to go fast. So if you have an adult size, you need to go buy those today. We still have a bunch of smaller sizes, though, so like kid sizes um, or small adult sizes. So um, get your hands on those as quickly as possible. Those shirts help to support the podcast. Um, they help us do the work that we do um, and bring good content to you. Second thing you can do to support this podcast, if you choose to do so, is go buy us a cup of coffee. That's in quotation marks, of course. If you go on the website, you can buy us what we call a cup of coffee. It's just a $5 donation, and it goes back to making the show an excellent one. Um, or you can join us on Patreon. Now, we've got a couple of people on Patreon. Shout out to you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Rebecca. A couple other people for doing that. You guys rock. Um, that's also a vital part of what we do here. It helps us pay for all of the like subscriptions and things that we need, You know, trademarks, all that kind of stuff. So um, thanks for supporting any way you can. Keep us in your prayers. And I uh, hope that we continue to be able to do the work that we're doing. And we can do that work because of you guys. You guys rock. Um, I think that's all I got here. So, oh, oh, shout out to Nate Hensler for the beard oil. Nate, you make great beard oil. If you want to buy beard oil from Nate Hensler, you can get it at uh, Brigadier General or forward slash, oh boy, sites.google.com forward slash Brigadier General, or you can find him on Facebook. The man makes excellent beard oil. I always smell great, and it's because of Nate. Uh, if you don't want your beard to be nasty and gnarly and tangly and, and stinky and gross, or if you are having tons of flake problems because you're not taking care of your beard, beard oil will do that. You can trust Nate with your beard. Do so. That's what I do, and I got a kick-ass beard. Anyway, 
Last thing we need to talk about here before we get started, of course, is the collegiate men's retreat we're putting on this November. It's going to be November 12th through the 14th. Most of the heavy work is going to happen on Saturday the 13th. It's going to be up at Camp Phillip. Fellas, if you have not gotten signed up yet, you need to do so now. Spots are limited. It's going to be an awesome retreat. Um, It's going to be one of those things you look back on years from now and say, yep, I'm glad I was there. I'm glad I was a part of that. Um, It really is seriously going to be awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I'm organizing it. Like, fellas, I'm putting something together that I want to attend. Um, And and I want to be able to share that with you. So please sign up for it. Be involved in it. um, And let's go build a community of men chasing after God's own heart. You can find all that information on the website. So go to the website right now and sign up for the Gird Up Collegiate Men's Retreat today, okay? Um, after the intro here, you're going to hear from Naomi Schmidt. She's going to talk about some feminism and Christianity. She's got lots to say, so let's go listen. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is the place where young men come to learn what it means to be a man after God's own heart. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. And our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to be the men that God created them to be. So roll up your sleeves, gentlemen, and gird up. It's time to get to work. All right, our guest today is Mrs. Naomi Schmidt. Welcome back, Naomi. Thank you. Really glad to have you on again. This is—it was such a good podcast last time, and uh, like you just treated me so well. And we're—it was just such a joy to have you on last time. Really excited <laughs> to have you on again. Thank you. It's really fun to have these conversations and uh, and help one another just as the body of Christ. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they're important. It's easy to like run away from them and avoid them it is probably right. but in the long run it, well it's one of those things that if you if you face it head on and seek to understand it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to take a while but if you run away right. from it it's going to be even more uncomfortable and take even longer <laughs> absolutely you may never find resolution so it is definitely something we need to talk about and I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, well, so the topic is is feminism today. Uh, particular, uh, well, I don't I don't even want to say in particular radical feminism. We're just talking about a conversation about feminism in general. So uh, where the where the the idea from my perspective as the podcast host, right? My, the uh, this all kind of started for me as something I wanted to talk about um, as I dove into a couple of books last summer, um, in particular the Boy Crisis. Um, saving our sons and the war on boys, and each one of them addressed the topic a little bit differently, um, but all of them essentially came from the same point of um, it's a there's a lot of boys that are struggling, and they're not getting the help they need, and it's becoming more and more difficult to help the boys who are struggling because there's such an emphasis on helping girls right and now i would agree with that yeah and it's a well and the statistics back that up like the the statistics bear that out in a glaring fashion um Mm -hmm. 
And uh, we're not necessarily talking about like the impact it has on boys, although I'm sure we'll we'll breach that subject. But um, like that's that's as a, as a podcast host for men, that's where my uh, that's where I guess I started at. Um, and, and my really the reason I wanted to read it up on it was just basically you know how can I help boys um, be boys? Uh, and I didn't intend for the conversation to end up on fe- feminism. Um, but because of the world we live in and because of the culture that we're in at the moment and what our culture values, it's a conversation we absolutely have to have. So maybe that's where we start is just defining what what is going on. <laughs> right. Well, and I totally agree with what you're saying. I think if if I would have a concern for our young men today, it is that uh, feminism and women's needs and women's rights are are really in the forefront and and. If, People are very vocal about it and very demanding, and it's not always a pleasant or godly conversation. And sometimes there are things that we need to talk about, and that's okay. Uh, but I agree with you that there is not a voice that is um, promoting men well, that is teaching our young men how to be godly. Uh, and as you and I kind of both know, that it, to help a young man understand feminism and what is this and where are they coming from and how am I supposed to deal with it or um, that it, it is important for us to talk about it, to equip young men, I think, as well. Well, and even when it's coming from a perspective that we won't agree with, like we're not going to be standing on the same moral ground. If that's something you're going to address, you still need to understand um, and even, uh, oh shoot, even have compassion for that in order to appropriately address it. Agreed. Um, uh, yes. So like, even, even when we, so like that's, that's the thing about the world, the world, we're never going to make sense to the world. The world is also always going to be darkened in our understanding. Um, and so we're not going to see eye to eye, but if we're going to, as Christians minister to those people, we need to understand. And since there are legitimate issues, um, it's going to be a, a briar patch for young women and young men, but particularly young women who are trying to figure out what the truth is and, you know, what they can expect. So um, I guess maybe we start with the the root of feminism. Like what, uh, how did we get to where we are here? Like where did this start? Oh, wow. Um, well, I didn't really brush up on feminism history uh, too much. I was surprised that um, it, it has been around for a long time. It, it's really not totally, um, you know, a 20th century thing, that, that's for sure. But I think too, what you can kind of see when you begin to learn a little bit about feminism is that maybe what started out, there are some things in the feminist movement that that were important and uh, that, that were not wrong. Um, and yet things have kind of slid out of control a little bit. Um, and so now what we have is a very, very broad spectrum uh, that all falls under the umbrella of feminism. And some of it is atrocious and some of it is necessary. And so it's going to be hard to talk about it uh, without kind of, you know, speaking specifically to what aspect of feminism we're addressing, uh, because there are so many types of feminism and so many different attitudes um, as well. And so uh, I, th- I think the other point I would really want to hit on that I think you just really nailed is that 
the world is not going to understand what Christians know to be true and that they're going to stand outside of faith and look at us and think we're crazy. Uh, they're not going to appreciate the things that um, we know to be true and the things we believe and act upon. And, and without the Holy Spirit, none of this is going to make sense to them. And so we can stand where we are and say, well, you fools, you don't know what's right. Uh, or we can be like Jesus and say, wow, let me help you and let me explain this to you and, um, and show you the beauty of it. And so I think that's kind of uh, where we're at in all of this is uh, how do we respond? Uh, how do we grow from it? Um, how, do, how can we find evangelism opportunities in it? Uh, I think that's another thing that's really true. Yeah. So what is the modern feminist platform? Like, what are, we, what are we talking about here? Well, I think just for the purpose of this conversation, I, I do think that it's important that we start by understanding that there is an element and this is just a part of feminism. And it's a part people may not see very often. But I think it's important for people to be aware that, that a, there are people in the feminist movement that that are very anti-men. They're anti-God. They're, they're strongly against uh, not just uh, men in a social setting, but, but just men altogether. That men are always the oppressors and women are always the victims. And I, I've read where, you know, there are a lot of women who, not a lot, I should say, some women um, in, in this section of feminism, um, that, that really want to just think so and speak so poorly about God that, you know, God is the ultimate symbol and symptom of what's enslaved and degraded women. It's this idea that um, Christianity equates divinity with, with the male sex. And so uh, it's just, it is that oppressive thing. God is bad. Men are bad. Christianity is bad, uh, and it, it throws everything out. And we might see the little subtle things. I'm sure most people are aware that some people want to like change the pronouns in the Bible um, and do and do some of those things. And they might think, oh, that's that's really not so dangerous, is it? And I would say, my goodness, we have to look at what what is the agenda of these people and this hatred of men. Uh, this resentment that says men are evil and men are bad. Um, and that, that concerns me because many of those women are coming from a position where they have been truly oppressed and truly hurt and degraded and terrible things have happened to them. And what's happened is that they've banded together and, and said, you know what, the problem here is men. So let's gather ourselves together and be against men. And as they, as over time, I feel like now they have created a culture where that can just be an option of thinking. You can just hate men because some of us do. Um, and that's a terrible way to think. Um, but but that's but that is where they're coming from, and and those women are going to be very aggressive. Uh, they are very vocal. Uh, my concern is their influence in in the secular world, where they're reaching out with their own platform of ideas that we need to 
belittle men as much as we can and put them in a lower position uh, because they have just dominated for too long. Um, and so, you know, we have to reach out and, and fix that. And, and that really concerns me. They have a perception, I think, of men and God that um, includes this idea that, that tyranny and exploitation and abuse, those are all acceptable things to men. And they're not. Um, and they're certainly not in the Christian world. And yet those people are out there um, that think that way. Now, that, to be clear, that is not all feminists. And I don't think that that is the middle ground of feminism. But I think if we're going to start by saying, wow, uh, let's look at the spectrum. Let's look at that end and see um, how Satan has really got his claws in um, to. And that doesn't just hurt women. It hurts men. It hurts the kingdom of God and the body of Christ uh, when either gender is belittled. Uh, and that, that would be my concern. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you were going to talk about just like the, I don't like this term, but like the middle of the road right. feminist, if you will, like your average American feminist, um, what would her like? What would her 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 list of grievances be? Ooh, you know, I think most women would um, just start with how come we don't have equal pay? How come we don't have equal rights? How come we don't have? Um, you know, those those are the kinds of things that are so fundamental. Uh, why did I get passed over for this job? Why do you look to men first for this answer? Or why does it surprise you that I have this gift or ability or skill? Uh, and so those are some of the, the general things. And once you have that feeling of uh, people perceive me as a woman to be less than a man is, and you, if you have that perception, then you're going to see all kinds of things from, from those, those pair of glasses. That's kind of your, your outlook now. And you're going to be uh, seeing life from that perspective. And then, and then things that maybe aren't meant to even be um, a feminist issue become a feminist issue. And so maybe you didn't get the job because you weren't the most qualified um, or didn't have the right availability or I don't know what that would look like. But but then it becomes a feminist issue because you didn't get the job or you didn't get the promotion. And so sometimes we make that into something that it, that it really isn't. Um, at the same time, there are women that don't get equal pay and there are women that are in difficult situations like that. And I think that's where this middle ground is, is that not every woman's objection, not every woman's cry for help is a selfish cry. There, there are women that really do need our Christian brothers to stand up and say, hey, we have to treat women better. We have to do better at this because, because we love people, because we have compassion um, and because we have understanding and insight, um, because it's your job as men to help the interdependency of men and women. If we're both committed to that, we're going to do better. Uh, we've got to help one another. So it isn't, in my mind at least, it, it doesn't need to be about promoting women. It needs to be about helping us work together in a way that where we value each other uh, and esteem each other's gifts and abilities. We look for the good of each other 
um, those are all very fundamental Christian um, truths, a Christian way of thinking, uh, but they're greatly devoid in our society. Um, and I think that's a lot of the objection that, that women have. I'm curious what your experience has have been with feminism and I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious how men I mean, perceive. I, for men, so. I know, I know, but, I, but just like, because I do see it from a woman's perspective and women do talk about this is hard and this is hard. Um, and, and many times I agree with them that there are things about being a, a woman that, that are very hard. And when I get overwhelmed with that, I have to remember there must be things that are very difficult about being a man as well. And so um, I, then I think of you, I think of, I think of my brothers in Christ and I think, what, what do they think is going on? Like, what are their experiences um, and how do you see that or perceive that? Yeah. Well, and I, so the reason I laughed when you said that is um, because of the platform I've got, I get, I do genuinely get a lot like, and I am built up in some major ways by some awesome young women who love Jesus and are all about what we're doing and they can't get enough. And they like, I, this is okay. I'm going to sell a couple people out of here. I've legitimately had uh, young women who have contacted me and said, I'm looking for guys like this. Can you refer me to some guys like this? <laughs> like, which is hilarious to me. Um, but, uh, I, and then also just like, just genuinely saying like, thank you, especially so like what last week I put out a one that was talking about the submission of women and, right. um, you said I had, had a young lady just reach out and say like, Hey, this is a big thing for me. Like I, I am a fiercely independent young woman and I right. recognize what you're saying is the truth and I want to get better at it. Do you mind if we talk about it? And he's like, the idea that we can have that conversation is just mystifying to most people mm -hmm. because they're not coming from the perspective of, you know, of, of accountability to a heavenly father. Right. Um, so I get a lot of those awesome conversations. And, and you did but, that so well, but, but I have to stop you because you did that so well. And when you talked about a man, um, who cannot demand submission because he's standing terrified before the throne of God. Um, it, uh, you just won my heart because men aren't supposed to demand submission in the first place. This is something that a wife offers and yields um, because she loves her husband and she loves the Lord. But when you talked about the responsibility that a man has and how he intercedes for her before the throne of God, how he fights for her soul and he fights for her heart and he lovingly and actively leads her and guides her in faith and in the study of the word of God, um, Wow, women do love that. We we that is the picture uh, that we we would love to follow. Uh, and when when women fight against men and the leadership of men, uh, I don't think that they're thinking of it this way. They're, that's not what they're seeing. What they're objecting to is the the oppression and the disrespect and the the trampling and the abuse and all of those things that are that Satan has just made normal in our world. And when, when you as a man stand up and say um, that men need to treat women in a way that reflects God's love for the woman, 
and that this is a, a child of God that you are interacting with. Uh, if you have that spirit, oh man, we are just 90% of the way down the road. Uh, and that, and my response to that is, oh yes, oh yes. And let's continue to be godly together because then I want to build you up and encourage you in your faith um, because you're concerned about me as a woman. And Oh, that's a beautiful picture. And so I thank you for saying that because it's the message that we often hear from men is that the Bible says you should submit as a woman. That's and and that's what they tell us over and over again. And and every once in a while, um, most often from pastors, you will hear them say, and the husband is supposed to love his wife, like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And uh, and it's so refreshing to hear that, but that's usually not part of the conversation. So when men come out and say, we love women, we want to um, care for them, and um, but, n- but not in a way even that Oh, you poor thing. You know, you can't do anything yeah, for yourself. Right? But, See how hard right? it is to talk about. Oh yeah. <laughs> it happens so easily that you just kinda you just accidentally say something that like goes, wait, 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 that's not what I meant. Um and so isn't it great to have conversations in love where you can put the best construction on it and go, right. well, that's not really what right. that's not what I meant. Um but yeah. yes. So uh it, it means so much to me when men speak about this in a way of how they should treat women. Um, that That's just a fantastic thing for women to hear. It's very encouraging um, when you have that picture of you're sacrificing yourself. Um, you're giving of yourself. This is the body of Christ working together. Um, so, so thank you for that. And that, that was really, really beautiful. And I'm not surprised that women reached out because um, it's not something that we hear very often. Uh, and, and so it is very refreshing and encouraging thank you for saying that but well <laughs> sorry <laughs> it just yeah anyway i've been i was talking about trying to get better at taking compliments <laughs> <laughs> not good at it okay um so i get a lot of those like i said um but i also just so i don't get any like middle of the pack oh, i yeah. get either the ones who are like this is awesome you know thank you um like and, and and frankly back in their brothers and then i get the opposite end of the spectrum where well a it's all i mean most of them are just completely dismissive because if they actually listened to what we're saying they wouldn't need to be dismissive right if that makes it sense does. um or they well i guess not even or and um i just regularly just abused <laughs> verbally abused online and everywhere else just because you know it's the it's the thing to do i i don't yeah i don't really read i delete the comments when i can otherwise i <laughs> just don't bother it kind of is what it is but i get the i catch the nasty side often and i've oh i've also multiple times been accused of like sexual harassment not to paint myself as a victim here i'm not doing that at all but multiple times been accused of things like sexual harassment or whatever it might be just for intonating like in a conversation that men and women are different Mm -hmm. or that um like men and women are built differently um or even even trying to help someone understand um that like their husband doesn't see the world that 
the way that they do. And that isn't a bad thing at all. It just is the fact that they are designed differently by their Heavenly Father. And even just those conversations, and even in church settings where the, the woman involved was the initiator of the conversation, they, they don't like the answer I give, and then it's immediately you know, accusing you of, of essentially, you know, like uh, I, harassing them based on gender. Right. Um, and so I like, there's the ugly, there's the ugly and the beautiful and it's all kind of, I don't get any of them. I don't get a whole lot of interactions with the middle because I think they genuinely want to listen and want, they want a better world. And it's almost like a, they're not for us. They're not against us. Just leave them alone. Kind of thing. Right. I agree. But often, often very much under attack for trying to make men better at being men. We, we, we come under attack pretty significantly. Often. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I'm sure that they are uh, feeling like they have a right to feel that way. I think that many women can look at the mistakes in history of men and women. Uh, and of course, a woman is always going to see a man's mistakes before they see a woman's mistakes. And so, you know, I think that's the nature of sin. Uh, whatever relationship you're in, you see the sin of somebody else. It's it's greater. It's more prevalent. It's oppressive, whatever that is. And and sometimes sometimes it is and it's wrong. And I, I think that's where we do get in trouble is that it it seems as though if you say that men are different than women and God has a different design, it seems as though women can hear that as, oh, so you agree they shouldn't get equal wages. Oh, so you agree that they shouldn't get to vote. You agree they shouldn't all of these other things that you're not really saying. And so it's hard without really like walking through the whole spectrum. This is what I do believe and this is what I don't believe. And and to me, then I, I just go right back to scripture and say, what does God show us? God shows us that men being different than women is a good thing, that he designed them to be different. Um, and he designed us to complement each other, to work together, to need each other. And so there is a beautiful picture in scripture. And I do believe that women are very sensitive to to those comments and very reactive uh, because of the message of media, because of things that they have seen or heard, and especially for some that have experienced um, that kind of oppression and hardship. And my heart aches for them. Uh, but we still have to be able to have the conversation. And I think as the farther down the road we get where where women want to say um, men and women are the same. I can do everything you can do. Um, I can prove I can prove to you that I'm just as whatever um, as you. I'm as smart. I'm as good at this. I'm as talented and valuable. That that just grates against my Christian humility, um, where I just feel like we're not supposed to be proving ourselves, just like you don't need to prove yourself to me as a woman. Um, I don't need to see men prove themselves. Um, when we have that love and respect for one another, then we're great. But the farther we get from that, the harder it is. And so I think in the church, the world is so loud right now in their message 
that the church is messed up. The church is doing it wrong. The Bible says the wrong things. God has a bad plan. And that message is so prevalent that we are, we're losing our ability to understand when it's okay to say, uh, we do need to stand up for the rights of women. We do. There are some things that we need to make sure women are taken care of better and treated better. But there's also a side where we still need to say that men and women are different. And we're getting confused about where that line is. And my concern is where that's beginning to creep into the church, not just in society anymore. It's not just, I mean, society is really messed up about gender. Um, but it's creeping into the church. And I'm. It, it saddens me to think that there are women that, don't like, don't, that don't hear what you're saying. When you talk about a man who loves his wife and knows that she's a gift from God and that she's different and that he wants her to be successful. He wants her to flourish and grow and thrive. Um, that's really sad because that's a, it's a great picture. Um, yeah. Um, to what extent is are the grievances legitimate? Like, are women really being paid less than men? Are they like, are women really just like en masse being abused by men? Like, well, you hear about like rape culture on college campuses and things like that, all of which are a significant part of what many feminists are fighting. Are these legitimate concerns? Well, if you're a woman and you have daughters, they're very legitimate. Um, I I think I'll be really honest. Me personally, I don't feel like I've ever experienced that, but that doesn't nullify the experiences of women that, that have. And so I have talked to women who have truly been hurt um, by men who are trying to lead with such Christian dominance that they forbid their wives to do something or, um, or, or they burden a woman's conscience with guilt that you just can't imagine. So it's out there how prevalent it is. You know, I'm not really sure that I can speak to that. Um, but, but the fact that it's real is, is absolute. And I think it's because sometimes that we question that, that that's what makes it valid because really I, I don't know if, if it's really happening and we know that it is, then do we need to say, well, how much is that really happening? Or is that really valid? I'm not really sure that's the best question to ask. Um, I think I would want to just say, hey, what's your story? What have you experienced? Because it is true also that there are women who are angry at men because somebody else has been hurt or somebody has told them that they should be, that they could be hurt. Um, and so then that fear kind of sets us against what's good and right. And that, and that is hard. So that was a roundabout way of answering your question. Personally, yeah, personally, no, <laughs> I've not experienced it. But when women talk about it, I do want to be empathetic and understanding. Um, I, I have just great life experiences, great Christian experiences. Uh, and this is all good. But I have met with women who have genuinely been hurt. And when I hear their stories, it makes me really sad. Um, 
but the, but again, when I hear them, I understand that the problem is not men. The problem is sin. So we have to fix the sin problem. Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of how I would see it. But I think if you can show the compassion and if you can be understanding and genuinely listen, I think that's a great step in the right direction because you want to understand just why do you feel that way? And if you meet a, a woman who is vocal in her feminist, in her feminism, I think I would ask her, tell me about your life experiences. Tell me what has led you to think that or believe that. And don't ask that question in a challenging way. Ask it in a compassionate way and hear what they have to say. Now, there are some women that are just in left field, and I don't know what to say about that. But I do believe if we're talking about this middle ground of women that are genuinely frustrated and concerned, they have legitimate they have legitimate frustrations. And as a man, if you can step into that conversation and be compassionate and understanding, I, I it's just gonna it's just really gonna move us in the right direction. Yeah, well, and I think the reality is it, it probably is a combination of conditioning and right. consequence, right? So there's conditioning where I'm being told how to think. And you can blame the media for that. You can blame schools for that. You can put the blame wherever you want. It really doesn't matter that much um, because, well, as Christians, our conditioning should be working in the opposite direction. We should be working so hard at the Christian piece that the conditioning kind of the conditioning won't work because you're being conditioned harder in a different direction. And I, I know people are going to wince at the, the idea of conditioning our children to be Christians. Um, but that is what we're doing. Um, it's just based in faith. Uh, but then on the opposite side, you do have a lot of women who have ex had um, whether unpleasant or flat out abusive uh, experiences and then can empathize with other women um, and even if, like, my experience isn't very – I had a mildly unpleasant experience. Even that mildly unpleasant experience makes it very easy for me to empathize with someone who has had a comparable but far greater unpleasant experience or, you know, experience of abuse or whatever it might be. And you have the combination of being conditioned, like the, the Believe All Women conversation mm -hmm. from a couple of years ago, right? This conditioning of, you know, it's – well, like you said earlier, women are always a victim, uh, and you combine that conditioning with uh, the experience, life experiences, especially if you didn't grow up in a home or in an environment where women were treated appropriately, then like, even if you don't really believe that all men are bad and all, you know, that kind of stuff, it it's easy to be pulled in that direction and even easy to align with someone who might say that and believe that because you agree almost all the way. Um, and I, I think that's where a lot of particularly Christian women are. Is that act? You think that's true? Yeah, I do. Um, I, you know, I think that it is hard and, and I think I would want to stand in the middle and I would want to be, understanding and compassionate to women who who have been hurt and at the same time i want to be supportive and encouraging of men who want to be what god planned for for both men and women to be um i think that's 
it's such a good design. And, and I agree with you that what happens is that we see, we, we see the failures of it. And, and then we go, well, this isn't working. This is, and then, and then the next thing we think is this isn't a good design. It's not working. And the problem with that thinking is that it is a good design. And this is a good plan from a loving God. Um, how are we going to live that design in the in a sinful world, um, in a way where we can forgive each other, and and keep striving for what God says in His Word is true? Uh, that that's where I feel like we need to go. Um, and it's, I think it's a lot easier for us as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, to, to try and strive for that. And that's what I appreciate about these conversations. Uh, but they are going to get difficult because not everybody steps into it without pain. Um, and sometimes there there really is some, and I don't even want to call it baggage because sometimes that pain is very genuine and very real and it's very fresh. And I think we just want men to be aware of that. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, as men, we like to solve problems, right? And so like, there's almost like an attitude of like, oh, you're a feminist. Let me solve that feminism in you. Sit down and let's talk, you know, Um, instead of, and that's what I hear you saying is maybe the better, well, not maybe the better approach is going to be, um, you know, let's, this isn't a good way to put this, I guess, but maybe resolve one relationship at a time heal one relationship at a time and uh like i don't know i i don't i don't know how i don't know how else to approach that with someone like who's just like radically out there the only like me telling them over and over again hey i don't hate you isn't going to have nearly the impact of me genuinely treating them with love and compassion every single day and coming back every day and treating them with genuine love and compassion. And it doesn't change my morals. It doesn't change the issues. It doesn't change any of that. Um, But you say that example of being a light is going to do far more good and be far more beneficial than arguing with someone about their experiences or their perception of the world. I just don't Absolutely. see how that's beneficial. Absolutely, and I'm just going to say that um, you 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 nailed it. That that is it because you know you're you're absolutely correct. If you meet somebody that's you know radical and way out there, and especially if they're an unbeliever, they're just they're not going to buy into it. Uh, they're they're not going to fall for any rhetoric. They're not going to listen to scripture or understand it. They're just it it would be um, just falling on deaf ears. And yet, when you do show that love and you continue to be kind and be respectful, um, that's got to, it's, it's, that is going to be coals, just heaping coals on her head because everything in her says, you are bad and you are mean and you are oppressive. And then when you're nice to me, that's really hard to understand. But but I, I think more often what I want I would want men to be aware of is that when you treat a woman in your church kindly and you show her a love and a, and a, and you show a commitment to caring about her as a person and what's, 
what she needs and what's important and you show her value and you engage and involve her in ministry work and um, all the good things that God has planned. When you do that to one woman, six women are going to notice. People are going to go, did you see that? Did you hear that? Did you know this? Because women are longing for that and we're watching for it. Women watch, I don't know, don't men don't men watch how women act around other people? I, I, women do. And, oh, for Nearly sure. as much as and women so do, I don't think. <laughs> when you watch and then when you see a man who seems to like blow off a woman and be like uncaring, again, then that only affirms in their mind, all men are uncaring. All men blow women off. And, and yet, here's your opportunity as a Christian man uh, and and I I plead with with men to do that because it's the right thing, not because you know. Well, you've got to prove to women that they're that they're valuable. Um, no, I wouldn't strap that on you. But I would say that when you live a God pleasing, Christ like life, uh, that is going to appeal to women. Uh, when your concern is how do I show love to that woman? How do I show love to my sisters at my congregation? Start at your church. I mean, wouldn't it be so awesome if this whole world and all of our society is going down this path of anti-men, feminist rights, and, and they're going down that path, and then the church would stand strong and be the example where men love women and women love men and we work together and we honor and respect each other and we live a pattern of independence um, and, and leadership and organization that, uh, that fits God's plan. I, we'll never do it perfectly, but we got we got to do a little better than we're doing. Uh, and I think that that starts with you and I, that, that we each need to just say, here I am. I'm going to try to show love to the other gender. And how can I do that? And for me personally, as a woman, um, it is just giving respect to not just my husband, but that my Christian leaders at my church, my pastors, I love them dearly and pray for them. I just genuinely have such respect for them. And you know how they treat me? They treat me like they're so glad I'm a part of their church and they're so glad that I'm connected to them in, in the kingdom and in ministry. Uh, and it just makes for such a beautiful partnership uh, that yeah, it, it can really be beautiful. There are just men in leadership positions in our congregations as well that are doing a phenomenal job. It's it's not perfect and we're all working to get there, but there are places this is really working and we just have to keep living it well and looking to the good of one another. And that will that will get us where we're going. Well, Jesus gets us where we're going. <laughs> How would you respond to... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Jesus is, Jesus is it. Um, how would you respond to somebody that said what you just said, the, the idea of, you know, like praying for them and that you're seeking the approval of men therefore, and just continuing oh, to exacerbate no, the problem. That's just nonsense. I, you know, I, it, maybe you could look at it like, um, a boss, I take it out of the church just for the, for the argument against that and, and say, if you had a, if I'm a woman and I have a woman boss, what is my attitude towards my woman boss? Well, it's the same thing. 
I, I show respect for her. I want to see her succeed. I want our company to succeed. I want to work as a team under her leadership and direction. Um, and that, and women wouldn't flinch at that. Um, well, most women wouldn't because you, because you see the leadership, you just see, this is where, this is my place. I'm part of a team and we're contributing and we're working together. And you can see that in society. It's easier for a woman to see that when their boss is a woman, then it, then it's not so difficult, but it, as soon as it's a man, then my sinful nature kicks in. And then every time I'm frustrated, um, you know, it becomes a man issue, not a leadership issue or, um, and, and in society it, it's difficult and complicated, but when it's the church and I love my pastors and respect them and, and want to see them do, uh, what they do well, that, yeah, I'll, I'll take hits for that. I just, whatever you want to say, I don't really care. That is the right thing. That's what my heart is. And I don't think we need to be apologetic about that. Amen. I appreciate <laughs> you speaking boldly. It's awesome. Um, is it appropriate for young women, especially young women in the church, so young Christian women, to be participating in, like, you see the big events, like, you know, the oh, Women's yeah. March and... Um, you know, other events like that, is that appropriate for young women who believe in, who, you know, are Christians? I guess I would ask what their motive is. Um, I, to me, that's kind of what it's all about. I, I actually know Christian women who have gone to things like that to meet women and build relationships where they can talk about Christ. And so they go because they want they know that women are hurting and that women are looking for answers and solutions. And they know that the grace of Christ and the love of God is the blessing that will fill their hearts. And so they'll go and meet women there to build those relationships. Me personally, I have not, um, I, I would, I would not want to say, I would not to, uh, want to appear to be supporting something that I don't agree with. Now, if it's something that I do agree with, whew, that's a, that's a challenging one. Cause sometimes you can agree with um, an event. You can agree with a philosophy, but if you know that the, the other people who are working towards that change, for example, if the other people are being, aggressive or violent or whatever that looks like, and that's not the right way to do it, then I don't know that I would yoke myself with them. I don't know that I would say, well, I want equal pay. I want equal rights. I, what, I don't want to see women oppressed, but I don't know that joining with people who are way off the deep end, I don't know if joining with them in, in the march um, and in the efforts is wise for me. Um, I think that I can do that as a believer better in different ways. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's wrong. I, I would, I would want to be really careful. I certainly would, if it were my daughter, I would, I would advise her not to go. Um, I, I would just be concerned about, 
yeah, what, you know, what are the good things that could come out of this and what are the bad things that could come out of this? And I think I would err on the side of, I, I think it might be wiser as a Christian not to go. Um, but again, if somebody's going because they want to reach out with the love of Jesus, boy, that would be brave. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are the issues that would make you mm -hmm. say that, that they won't, that it's not wise to go? Like, what are they fighting for, if you will, that you can't support as a woman of God? Ooh. That's a tough question. Um, I think because I do believe very genuinely that that women need to be treated better in society, that there are too many women who are suffering from abuse and they don't get the help that they need or the support that they need. They are in very difficult situations in their homes or their families, and they don't get the love and the encouragement that they need. They don't get the hands-on tangible things that they need. And um, oftentimes we are not quick to step in to solve some of those issues. So if it's a poverty issue or an education issue or um, a marriage issue or whatever that is, we need to be walking alongside all women and saying, what do you need? How can we help you? Um, always in mind that we want that because God loves his children and because God wants us to show love to our neighbor. Um, I guess when people get um, vicious about, I guess when women get anti-men, that's a pretty clear line in my head. I get pretty frustrated when I would love to help women and I would love to walk alongside of them and encourage them and help women not be oppressed. But when women turn around and say the problem is men, then I kind of check out. I kind of feel like, no, no, that's not really the problem. And as long as you are focused on that as a problem, I'm not really sure that I can help you um, because you're not listening and you're not looking at things correctly. Um, but boy, we have to have an evangelical heart. There are just no easy answers here. I think we need to look at this and say, how can we reach people for Christ? How can we show love to people? And every person is going to have to face that and make their own decisions. Um, Lord, in this relationship and in this situation, and Lord, how can I do it here? And every woman is different. Every situation is different. And so we have to be in the word of God to be equipped with wisdom and motivation and love um, that will help us speak clearly and know how to handle those situations because there isn't a black and white. Oh, well, you do this, but you don't do that. It, it's just not that simple. Um, people are complicated and, and we just, yeah, I feel like this is a, you grow with God first and that will help you have the wisdom to know what you should get involved in and what you, what your calling is and what you can do. Yeah. Well, I similar to anything else you would do, right? Weigh, right. weigh your options against your morality, which is defined by your creator. 
um, and determine right. whether or not it's something you can you can genuinely and wholeheartedly in good conscience participate in. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think one of the things that um, that I was thinking about just kind of in in thinking about feminism and how oftentimes people too often because it shouldn't ever happen. But people look at the Bible and they say, look at, you know, how poorly those men treat the women and look at all of this male uh, dominance and oppression in scripture. And they're they're all mixed up about it. And the truth is. You can look in the Bible and see some men that do some really terrible things to women. Um, there are some really messed up things that happen. And people might look at those and go, wow, look at that's really terrible. Look at how, you know, those believing men did that. And they seem to forget that that God's not condoning that behavior when men treated women poorly. So may, may I just point to um, Abraham? Uh, with great respect for Abraham, and he's a wonderful father, forefather, and, and a very important man in, in our faith and in scripture. But there's a verse in, in First Peter that says, you know, women, you want to be like Sarah, um, Abraham's wife, who obeyed her husband. And I don't know, what do you think, or what do men think that that verse is talking about? Do you have you ever thought about that? Uh, no, I haven't. But as soon as you said well, that, she, I thought, why? Why? <laughs> why would you after all that they went through? I'll, yes, and I'll tell you what women think about. For years and years and years, I read that passage and I I thought of the times that Abraham went somewhere and pawned off his wife as his sister and said, "Oh, she's not my wife. She's not my wife. You can have her." And remember that twice he does that. And I get to first Peter and I hear I hear the New Testament say, Oh, women, you should you should obey your husbands just like Sarah did. And I go, I cringed. I just thought, are you kidding me? Um, when he told her to do that, I would not have I could not have in good conscience obeyed my husband and done that. So what what is this talking about? And I read a paper by uh, Professor Armin Panning, who used to be a president at our seminary. And he talked about how Sarah was willing to follow Abraham into this. Uh, Abraham just followed God. There was no plan. It, it was as, as if my husband would say, well, we're going to pack up and hit the road. I don't have a job. I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're going to stay. And she's like, oh, hey, honey, I'm all about that. You know, God's <laughs> leading you. So I'm going to follow you. And that's going to be great. That love of Sarah that was willing to go with Abraham, even though he didn't know where he was going, that love of Sarah that respected Abraham's, um, the way that Abraham listened to God and followed him, that's what we're supposed to model, is that love for our husbands and respect and the, okay, honey, you got a new job and we're going to California? Well, I hope you're successful. Let's go. How can I, how can I help our family transition there? Um, that that's the there's a there is a good picture there but oh my goodness i am drawn to see abraham's failures when i when i read that passage and that's and that's not what it's talking about and so again you can look at uh some of those things in scripture and women who don't understand um the relationship that abraham with god, had with god 
the relationship that Abraham had with Sarah, uh, you don't understand those things. Uh, just on, on Abraham's uh, defense, can I just remind you that it was, it was Sarah's idea to take her maidservant and have a child? That was Sarah's idea. So let's be really careful about not blaming men for all the problems here because, wow, we are, yeah, that, that one just, it's, it's really complicated. And, but you see, people are looking at that and they're thinking, this is how we decide whether or not God had a good design. It, and, and we look at people who failed to live the way that God intended. I would rather look at the designer and I would rather say, God, teach me what your plan is. Change my thinking, change my heart. Help me be compassionate. Help me be a woman the way that you intended instead of trying to be critical um, and find the faults in every example uh, that, that I look at, because the examples are always going to, they're always going to fall short, except for Jesus, you know? And then when you think I don't get, I don't get God's design. Um, I would say then don't look at Abraham. Don't look at, at the, the people in scripture who may have not lived up to, to God's standard. I would look at Jesus. I would say Jesus is the only one who did it right. And when you look at scripture and you see how Jesus treated women, it blows your mind. I thought about the women, the woman um, who committed adultery and the religious leaders are all out there and they're all ready to say, oh man, we got to stone her. Uh, it, it, it seems as though they're trying to just exploit this situation so that they can um, trip up Jesus and get him to say something that, um, that they want him to say and, and get him in trouble. And um, it's just, it's a horrid picture. Uh, and, and I love it. I love it that Jesus just stands there and he stands. I just feel like he stands next to that woman when she did do something wrong. Uh, and, and yet his love for her, um, is so beautiful. And yet he doesn't overlook her sin. He, you know, go and sin no more. I mean, he, and then he died for her. And paid for those sins and brought her righteousness. And you see his love for her in that moment. Um, it's overwhelming. And the other one is the woman at the well. Boy, there's a picture of sexism and racism all wrapped up in one. And I went back and looked at that account again. And um, it says that the disciples um, rejoined Jesus and they came back to him and they were surprised to find him talking to this woman. Um, but it says, nobody asked him, why are you talking to her? Or, or, you know, what do you want? Um, they, they, they didn't say those things, but, but the implication is that they were thinking them, that they, they didn't understand why would Jesus talk to this Samaritan woman? Um, and, and Jesus made, makes it so clear by his actions that he loves women and he valued her at a time when, she was in the wrong culture. She was the wrong race. She was the wrong gender. Um, everything about her was wrong. And he just reached across that and he stood there and he loved her and he gave her grace and he talked to her about all these things that were wrong and horrible in her life and, and grace fixed it. Um, that, that is a picture that I treasure because when I meet women who feel like that woman at the well, 
who feel like they've been cast out and oppressed and tromped on um, and very genuinely have had horrible experiences, I see the love of Jesus wrap her up. And I think, Jesus, can I be your arms? Can I be your mouthpiece that shows love and grace to somebody else who's been broken and hurt? Um, that's that's what I want to be. I want to look at Jesus and I want to go, yeah, that that's how I want to see other people who are hurting. That's beautiful, Naomi. Oh, man. It's always a blessing to talk to you. <laughs> always a blessing to talk to you. Do you have any last words you want to put in here before we head out? Uh, no. I just think, man, my encouragement is to to be in the Word of God because it's it's being in the Word of God that's going to give men wisdom. Um, it's going to give them the right motivation to know how to love women. Um, it, it's great that we have these conversations. I think it's great that we speak about it and, and encourage one another. Um, but, but just talking about it isn't going to be enough. We've really got to get into the word so that we have a, a stronger drive and we're compelled by the love of Christ, that we have a clearer picture of how God wants us to interact as men and women and how we can build one another up and use our gifts and abilities to make the church strong. Um, that that's where it needs to come from because as soon as we start just striving and um, trying to build um, an argument with a, a human argument with human wisdom and human action, then we're going to fail. And, and that's where I feel like the, the temptation is uh, get in an argument, prove your point, you know, whatever. And I, I don't always see that that's the best way to approach it. I, I feel like I want to listen uh, and see where my opportunity is to speak about grace and love and the good things of God and the truth of God. Uh, I don't have to be apologetic about that. Um, God teaches tremendous love and sacrifice in scripture. Um, and he distinctly makes us male and female. And I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm thrilled about it. Um, and so, yeah, be my brother and keep, keep encouraging men to be in the word, keep encouraging them to be men that are like Jesus. Uh, and you will find that women, you will find the women uh, that, that want, want you to be that and want to be women the way that God designed them. Um, and together as we love one another, and as we do this right, I think we can be a light in a world and we can in our churches, in our relationships, um, show um, the beautiful design that God has that's caring and compassionate and all of the good things that Jesus ever did and for us and through us. Um, but that's going to come from the word and uh, we have to be in there together. So stay at it. That's awesome. Love it. Thank you, Naomi. Appreciate your time. Fellas, all right. go be the man God created you to be. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, and publishing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. We hope it helps you along your journey to be a man after God's own heart. 
Be sure to check out the Gird Up channel on YouTube. There you will find many podcast episodes just like this one, but you will also find exclusive video content geared at helping you be the man that God created you to be by introducing you to other godly men, teaching you how to behave, study, dress, act, eat, and live like a man of God, and you'll find devotions to help you grow in faith. Please consider supporting Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping in the online store at girdupministries.com, or by making a $5 cup of coffee donation at girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure that you like, follow, friend, and subscribe to Gird Up and our guests on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Those links are in the description. And as always, we'll be praying for you on your journey. Blessings, men. Time to gird up and go be the man that God created you to be.